Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, what up, everyone on this fun Friday? This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, 10-year NFL defensive lineman with my squad host of Sports Illustrated athlete Nicole Moss and 2006 NBA champion with the Miami Heat, former first-round pick of the Boston Celtics. My guy, Antoine Tweezy Walker. How are you guys doing tonight? What's up? What's up? I'm glad you learned from your mistake and I went first. Look, I, I just knew you was going to say something, too. <laughs> <laughs> Tweezy, what's good with you, man? What's good? You want to be intro first? Listen. Oh, yeah. She got, she got on me the other day because I didn't do that. Shiv- it's called shivery, y'all. Oh, uh, okay. Chivalry is not dead. It just I'm, needs to be reminded. That's all. Okay. I'm not mm. the host. You got that host? I got that. <laughs> man. I don't want no smoke, man. I don't want no smoke, man. But let's go ahead and jump into the show. We got a really good show tonight. Draymond Green made a unique analogy when talking about comparing errors in the NBA. We'll discuss that. Mike James called Steph Curry one-dimensional. And of course, Curry heard this and had a petty reply. We'll talk about that. And our guys, Brandon Marshall and Adam Pac-Man Jones, have been on the road visiting different training camp sites. Yesterday, they were at UC Irvine and chopped it up with Pro Bowl receiver Cooper Cup, head coach Sean McVay, along with Pro Bowl linebacker Bobby Wagner of the LA Rams. We'll have those interviews for you. But first, but first, yesterday was the Hall of Fame game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders. And to surprise of many, Josh Jacobs, the starting running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, played in that game. Now, Josh Jacobs not only started in that game, he played a couple of series. He gained 30 yards on five carries and had a couple of catches. And following the game, his head coach, Josh McDaniels, told Tasheen Reed of TheAthletic.com that I always think it's good for backs to carry the ball in the preseason. There's a lot of things that happen when you're getting tackled that you can't simulate in practice. Now, there's a lot to dissect in what his head coach, uh, you know, McDaniel said. To me, first and foremost, it shows. I know he came from New England, and, and the New England Patriots have always been about, you know, it's the plays, not the players, right? For everybody that doesn't know, Josh Jacobs is going into, you know, a free agency year. After this year, he'll be a free agent because the Raiders declined his fifth-year option. So if you're the starting running back and a Pro Bowl running back at that, 
you shouldn't have to play in no damn Hall of Fame game because that's essentially an extra preseason game. Every team gets three, but if you play in a Hall of Fame game, you get an extra game. Also, you know, McDaniels didn't play his star receiver, you know, and Adams, Devontae Adams didn't play, and also Derek Carr didn't play along with other starters on offense. So to me, it just made no sense. And it's not just Josh McDaniels. Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Got hired this year, took a year off last year after he was the head coach of Philadelphia. And he didn't play a lot of his starters on offense, which we know he's an offensive-minded guy. But damn, he played a good portion of his starters on defense. I mean, if you looked at last night's game, Shaquille Griffin, the starting corner. Tyson Campbell, who actually got nicked up in the game, starting corner was out there. Dwayne Smoot, one of their starting defensive ends, was out there. And other starters. I just didn't understand it. To me, it sends a bad message, right? Because Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars spent more money than anybody, I believe, in NFL history this offseason. And they spent a lot of it on offense, right? They got a few players on defense. But all the guys that they paid in free agency on offense, they didn't play in the game last night. Truly, there was only really one or two starters on offense that played the tight end, Dan Arnold, and then Walker Little, who was in the camp battle to start at the right tackle position. So if I'm in that locker room, that sends a bad message. So your guys that you brought in with you, you know, in free agency, they don't have to play in this game, but I've been a starter in this league and I've been in this league for a couple of years. And because I wasn't part of your regime, you're going to put me out there in the Hall of Fame game. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, Twan, I actually want to ask you this from a basketball perspective, right? Because you guys have training camp. You guys have preseason games. How do those preseason games work? Do, like, the main guys, the starters, the stars? I know they have to play some games some games because they have to get ready for the season. But, like, the early in the preseason do they play and then late in the preseason do they play? How does that work? Well, it's a little different, I think, for you know, for basketball because you play a little bit. You probably play – we used to play eight games, but I think they cut it down now um, to these four to six, somewhere in between there. But um, I typically, when I play, I will probably play the first three, four games, and then you sit as it get closer to the start of the season. Mm. Um, and then usually there's a minute count. So usually a, a good coach will tell you, hey, look, I'm going to pay you 12 minutes tonight. I'm going to play you the first and second quarter. They're going to break it down to you like that. Um I was 50-50 on preseason. You did want to get up and get, you know, you're working on your win and your conditioning to get back to playing. And, and then sometimes it's good to just to go against somebody else because usually in training camp a couple of weeks, like just going against the same people. Um, but I never worried about it. Um, I didn't mind playing as long as I, I wasn't going to play 35 minutes. Mm. You may get that one game in between where Coach may say, well, I'm going to th- play you guys three quarters. Wade may try to win one game and, and, and really extend your minutes. But – um, it's it's opposite than football. You don't you usually play early the first couple preseason games, and once you lead up to that before the season start, they usually shut you down. Yeah, so you said. You know, go ahead, Twan. They usually shut you down. Yeah. But I want to reverse this and ask you a question. I think it's as far as because I'm learning now listening to you about um how upset you are about it. So what is a what is the what is a football player's mindset? A guy that's on the roster that's not trying to make the team. Um, you're saying the guy that's already whose spot's already solidified. Yeah, I mean, you're a starter. You're already good. So what's your mindset about preseason? You don't want to play at all and none none of the games? You just don't want to be out there at all? It depends on what your coach has set up right now because there's cross practices 
where teams, you know, practice against another team for two or three days. And a lot of times those are simulated games, right? So you're getting reps like that. So we've seen like Sean McVay, he doesn't put any of his top guys at risk during the preseason. None of those guys play. Me, I always like to play in preseason game because I like to tackle somebody, get that tackle out of the way, uh, feel like it, know what it feels like with guys around my knees, right? Because we get chop blocked on the defensive line. And also just to feel the different blocking schemes from other teams. So I like to play in preseason. I, I, I'm not one of those guys that want to play in all four games. Of course not. And now it's three games. But if I could play in a game, game and a half, I'm ready to go for the season. So to me, with them having three preseason games plus the Hall of Fame game, I'm like, why would you put your Pro Bowl running back at risk? Now, granted, again, Josh McDaniels came from the Patriots. We know, again, they believe it's the plays, not the players. They rotate their backs, you know, all the time. So, you know, it probably wasn't anything from McDaniels. He was like, this is just how we do it. But if you're looking at it from Josh Jacobs' point of view, right, he has a lot to lose if he gets hurt in the preseason. He's going into a contract year, Tuan. And you know how it is in the contract year. You want to go out there and put your best foot forward so you can get that deal. They already declined his fifth-year option. So if he gets nicked up out there, then when he comes back next year and tries to get a deal, they're going to lowball him. So I just I, I just thought it, you know, the, the risk and the reward wasn't worth it. And I know, Ashley, I know you're an avid football fan. Uh, what is your thoughts on, you know, some of the starters playing in the preseason game? Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate just a little bit here. I think that the mindset for that move may have been um, intertwined with the fact it is a shortened preseason. So there aren't as many games. So now if you take this, including the three, now you technically have the four that it used to be. So maybe the ideology is I'm going to have my starters playing the first two, rest them in the last two and have them just come into the season. Normally, that was how it worked, right? You yeah. would have your guys play those first two. The starters, the guys who you knew were going to go ahead and have a roster spot, would usually sit out game three and four. And if they did play, it was like a snap or a couple of downs, whatever the case may be. And then they'd be ready to go. You'd see them again the first week of the regular season. So that's the only like justification that I could come up with for that. Now, if you see those same guys playing in the third preseason game, you have a situation on your hands. That's 100%. Just not okay. But yeah. I'll, I'll give a pass for this game just because they may be treating it like that traditional four-game preseason. But like I said, if if they're playing games two and three, someone needs to have a conversation with him and let him know that's not that's not the way you do things, my guy. Like that's not that's not going to work. So <laughs> now, I w- I would agree with that, but the only thing is Derek Carr didn't play, right? Devontae Adams didn't play. Their you know new free agent idea and Chandler Jones didn't play. Now I'm not saying that Josh Jacobs is on their level, but technically he's a Pro Bowl running back, so he's right, either right below their level or at their level. I so think it's it like, also speaks to how the league views running backs. Um, I was going to ask you that too. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think the league puts running backs in the same category they put right, wide receivers, um, quarterbacks, and maybe a few other positions. I think running backs have always kind of gotten the brunt of things and have always gotten, you know, the most um, disregard from the league for the most part. I mean, there are some organizations that, you know, hold running backs in a higher regard. Look at the Dallas Cowboys, for example, that's a run heavy (laughs) offense. So they pay their running backs well because they use them often. But for the most part, 
running backs, you know, on average don't have a long career. And I think that as the league has progressed into just more heavy passing and less on that old school, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. old school run heavy offense, running backs have just become a lesser priority for most teams. So they have no problem, you know, using them and abusing them. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying it's right, but that's just kind of where the league is right now. Yeah, you bring up a great point, and that's kind of why I said what I said. You know, Josh McDaniels coming from the Patriots, that's literally how they treat their running backs, right? It's the next guy up. You know, if somebody Mm -hmm. gets hurt, they're just going to throw somebody else in there. We believe the plays that we put on the field will have production from that spot no matter who's in it. And I think that was a little taste of that last night. And if I'm Josh Jacobs, honestly, I'm pissed off again because, like, why are you risking me? You already decided not to, you know, pick up my fifth-year option. So this is a free agent year for me. Everybody knows, you know, the Canton, Ohio, that Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame field has had some struggles in past years. Oh, one absolutely. year they they canceled the game because the field was so bad. So not only was there a weather delay because of rain and lightning and everything. Now you got me playing on a compromised field. Uh, I, I'm just I'm pissed off. I mean, if I'm him, him I, I tell my agent, I tell the team, like, look, I'm not playing more than a couple of snaps, a couple of downs rather in the first preseason game and then don't put me back on this field until week one like it's a, it's yeah. that simple like you I, at one yeah. point you got to save yourself if the organization is not going to save you it's really yeah, and I, I also thought it was interesting that king and drake played into the second and i believe third quarter like he was one of their big free agent gets last year too he got banged up got hurt came back this year zamir white was actually in front of him on the depth chart the running back they took out of georgia so it seems like he was just shuffling all top all three of the top backs throughout the gang yesterday. And again, like why put your top running back at risk if you don't have to? This is I Am Athlete. Tonight, I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and Antoine Walker. And we were discussing the Hall of Fame game and Josh Jacobs, a Pro Bowl running back, getting some burn in that game. We head to the Phoenix Mercury, who had to play following the the sentencing of Brittany Griner. Now the Phoenix Mercury had to take the court last night to play the Connecticut Sun Suns with heavy hearts following the sentencing of their friend and teammate Brittany Griner. Skylar Diggins spoke about it after the game, and this is what she said regarding the situation. It's heavy. It's just heavy, y'all. I mean, I don't y'all asking if these questions don't really take away from our trauma. You just add to our trauma. So we can keep here, we can break down and cry in front of y'all so you can see how we feel. Like what else do you, I don't know what else to really say about it. It's our sister. This is not some random Jane off the street. It's not anything we're politicizing. It's a human being and this is our real life friend, and real life sister. So imagine if your real life friend or real life sister is out here. And I don't expect everybody to give a damn, but we really do. If we come out here and we're still supposed to play this game, Nobody wanted to even play today. How can you? How are you supposed to approach the game, approach the court, and, and, and with a clear mind? And the whole group is crying before the game because you try to honor her and you try to come out and still play hard for her. And you know, regardless if she here or not, right now we still gotta try to keep our spirit alive, to honor her spirit, and to try to get some momentum for the team, something to feed off of. Now, you can hear the hurt and pain of Skylar Diggins-Smith's mm-hmm. voice. Ashley Nicole Moss, do you think that WNBA should have postponed their game last night? Um, 
probably just because of how heavily affected I think multiple people, multiple players, multiple women are on that team. Um, you know, it's hard to play with a heavy heart. You know, most of the time you have to do it, but I think there's always, you know, exceptions to the rule and they've been playing, you know, with this in the back of their minds and on their spirits the entire season. So it's not like, you know, canceling one is set, you know, it's, it's, you're adding to a bunch of other games that have been canceled. They've been playing, they've been powering through it. So I think that speaks volumes. I think that sometimes you just got to read the room a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very unfortunate situation. And I hate that people realize that two things can't be true at the same time. And what I mean by that is you see a lot of people on social media saying, oh, well, she broke the law. Yeah, we know that. Like it's nobody, no, nobody's arguing that she didn't break the law. What we're arguing is that she's an American and you don't leave an American stranded in Russia, especially in a, in a climate of war. You just don't do that. You know, you protect your own. That's what America is. That's what the the basis of America is. You know, you know, you hold Americans to a standard and you protect Americans and she's an American at the end of the day. So, um, two things can be true at the same time. And I know that a lot of people were confused. So she was sentenced to nine years. But one thing that I feel like a lot has gotten lost in translation is they're still trying to do the swap. So it doesn't mean Correct. she's going to jail for nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Biden has gone ahead and said that he wants to get her out and that he wants to do this swap. And I was watching um, CNN earlier today and you know, the Russian government is willing to have that conversation despite previous reports that they weren't. So that's optimistic. Um, But at the end of the day, look, like I said, two things can be true at the same time. Yes, she broke the law. I'm aware that uh, she's aware that she broke the law, whether intentionally, whether not, that's for you to come up your own, you know, narrative to come up with. She says she didn't do it intentionally. I have, you know, the, the wherewithal to, Take that as as you know what is true. I'm not going to sit here and argue and say, "Oh no, she did it." Nobody would willingly go into Russia and break the law. Like that's the last country you want to go to and just break the law. So two things can be true at the same time, and people need to remember that when discussing Brittany Griner. Yeah, and Ashley, you brought up a great point, right? We knew that the sentencing was happening, and for you know the U.S. to even begin to do a swap, that chip had to fall. Right? They had to go ahead and give her the sentence. Um, of, of the nine years before they could begin on negotiating terms as far as, you know, potential prisoner swaps. Antoine Walker, do you believe that WNBA should have postponed the game last night? No, I don't think they should have. I think what made last night really tough is that that was the first time we got to hear Brendy Griner talk. And I think that's what really probably hit everybody hard um, when she gave her apology and you know, we finally um, got an opportunity to hear hear something from her side. But I think if you was going to make a stance like that and, and cancel games and make a, a hard stance, it probably should have been done, um, you know, earlier than, than now. Because we knew this day was coming. We knew that she was going to have to be sentenced um, in order just for you to get the prison swap. So, um, but, it, I mean, that's a natural reaction. They they should, you know, that's, that's their teammate. They, they are very close to her. And to see her have to be sentenced to nine years, to see her have – um, the way she had to apologize, and you can hear even her when she was apologizing, you can hear um, how her voice was cracking when she was apologizing mm-hmm. to as well. So it's a difficult situation, and, and, and I think we all understand that. But I think as a league, the WNBA, I think if you was going to make a stance of not playing, it probably could have been done earlier than now when you're talking about, I think they probably like seven, eight games for the season to be over with. 
Um, so think, you're at the end of it coming up. And I think that people are also ignoring the fact that, you know, the hash oil, I think it's less than one ounce, was prescribed by a doctor. So it's not yeah, like she right. was, you know, mo- you know, entering a foreign country with an illegal substance in terms of in the grand. Yes, it's illegal under Russian law, but it's not like she was moving weight. You know what I mean? She had yeah, yeah. a an oil was that was prescribed, prescribed by her doctor. So it's kind of the equivalent of traveling with medicine. Now, unfortunately, that medicine is illegal in Russia, but I don't think that, I think the reason she didn't think that it would result in this is because it was prescribed. It was a prescription. It wasn't like it was recreational. And I think that people need to look at the nuisances of the story rather than, oh, she broke the law, leave her there. Like, that's not how that works. You know, in in the law, there's a lot of nuisances and a lot of moving pieces that have to be analyzed to really understand the realm of a situation. And I just don't like that there are so many people who say, oh, well, she broke the law. She knew she was breaking the law. You have to leave her in Russia. That's not how that works. And just because you broke the law doesn't mean you knowingly broke it. Any of us can go to a foreign country for vacation, or in this case, she was working. But even if it's as something simple as vacation, you can break a law in a foreign country and not even know you're breaking it because you have no understanding of how the law in those countries work. So I want people to put themselves in her situation times a thousand because she's in Russia. It's Mm. not like she's, you know, stranded in the Turks and Caicos. She's in Russia in the midst of a war. That's not okay. And she needs to be brought home. It's that simple. Yeah, we just hope BG can get home uh, safely and quickly as possible, man. Prayers up to Brittany Griner. Hey, I'm Ruben. My band and I have a new song. I'm also a tow truck driver. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I get to go home at the end of the day and see my bandmates. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Welcome back to I Am Athlete. Tonight, I am your host, Lee Shea Doosable, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and Antoine Walker. And our guys, Brandon Marshall and Adam Pacman Jones, have been traveling around the nation 
going to different training camp sites, and they talked to, you just heard the clip, the best receiver in the league last year, Cooper Cup on his game-winning touchdown. They interviewed him at training camp, and we're going to play that interview for you right now. I'm going to get right to it, man. Um, we're on the road right now. This is I Am Athlete on the go. Yes, sir. Training camp with my man, Pac. Shady's going to meet us in the next city. An official tour starts in a month. So we have some interesting questions. We're sitting here with the Triple Crown winner. The Triple Crown. What is the Triple Crown, Mr. Cooper Cup? Explain to the people what that is. Touchdowns, yards, catches, leader. A while back. All right, look. So you don't want to talk. Now, I guess you got new goals this, this year. Um, it's going to be hard to set the goals. You won a Super Bowl. You did. You had a Triple Crown. Like mentally, what, what, what you trying to repeat? What's, what's your mindset? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a better football player. Like there's a, uh, uh, everyone's going to point to the accolades and try to compare things back to what you got accomplished, what people you know, told you you did. Regardless of what, what that ends up being this, this year, I just want to be a better football player. So I turn the film on. You know, you look at the film, you just watch film. You know, a good football player when you see one. I want to be better than I was the year before. That's that's I'm, that's a good answer. Hey, all of you uh, younger football players or just athletes out there, this is how you put yourself in position not to get a broadcasting job after you're done because he's not going to give anything that's going to be bulletin board material. He's not going to rock the boat. All right, I'm going to let you go here. Talk five receivers in the league. I feel like there's a lot of disrespect around your name. You talk about triple crown winner. Has that ever been done before? No. Triple crown? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, it's been it's done, done before. Done. All right, triple crown. All right, can you name your top five and please put yourself in it if you believe you are top five? Go ahead. All right, so last thing on the show, I got to ask you one little silly question, all right? What's the capital of Chicago? After Chicago... Well, Chicago is this city. I don't know what the capital is called. I mean, it's the capital of the city. <laughs> oh, the letters got it right. You're right. <laughs> Chicago is the city. Oh, boy. Well, why, why do you want to see the board again? Because I was doing some thinking over here by myself, and I was, you know, I feel like. Oh, I feel like that's right. New top five. Yeah. To Justin Jefferson. Let me let me give you some space. It's a big deal. You know, there's going to be a lot of guys out there. It's going to feel some type of way. Receivers are the most sensitive human beings on the planet. You want me to give you that other paper back so we don't post that one? No, we're definitely keeping the other one. We're going to, we're going to, <laughs> it's going to be evidence for us. Yeah. Collateral. I know Pac wants to keep the other one. So what's your top five, bro? So top five, we got Devontae, we got JJ, we got Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, my guy Odell, they bring it up. You put Odell? Yep. So y'all going to bring him back? Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. You're trying? I'm trying. What is it going to take? What do you think it's going to take? I don't know. I'm not, you know, I got, I got quite a few years before I'm in the, in the, uh, you know, for the front office situation. I'll let those guys take care of that. So listen, I know you don't like to talk about yourself and that's what makes you great, the humility. Um, you know, I'm going to use you as the example to talk to other athletes, younger wide receivers, you know, you exploded, I would say, into the top five. No one would have thought you would be a top five receiver. What makes you great, right? What can you pull from your game? What can we pull from your game that we can give to the younger receivers? Say, listen, if you want to be great, this is what it's going to take. Yeah, well, see, I think most receivers in this game, most guys yeah. playing at this level, they've got something that they do better than anyone else, right? Every receiver that you just had on this list is great at something. 
And I don't think, I think every single one of those guys is a better athlete than I am. Quicker than I am, better out of their breaks than I am, and all that stuff. Those guys, it's like the best of the best when I'm looking at this list. The thing to me that I feel like I've found a way to do is I've found a way to be smarter than people, to process things quicker, and to make things really hard on people. Like I want EBs guarding me. You've seen a EB do EDDs for. I want to make them do all their EDDs when they're guarding. I want them they're flipping their hips. I want them to turn, plant, break. I want them to do all that stuff. So if you're on your, you're guarding me. I want you. I'm gonna challenge your technique to be where it's supposed to be because I know that's what's gotten me to where I am. I, I thrive on this my technique. I'm attacking a DB. And I want to make a DB. I have to go through all that stuff the same way. So I think that's the thing to me that has allowed me to overcome and where I fall short with all these guys. I love that. I mean, that's a great soundbite for all you young athletes, wide receivers, not calling your bit wall. What makes you the best in the world at what you do? You know, for me, it was my size. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be stronger than most res- all receivers and all DBs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use that every single play, every single game, every single practice. Cooper Cup. Great. Thank you. <laughs> love, bro. Love that's great. He won't allow me to... Uh, I can't believe Cooper Cup did not put himself in the top five. <laughs> Ashley Nicole Moss, who are your top five receivers in the NFL? Oh, I don't know if I can do an order off the top of my head. No, no particular order, just top five. Uh, Devontae Adams. Okay. Um, it's gonna be some bias in here, but whatever. CD Lamb. <laughs> um. Now, is that, is that was that a pick made with your heart? It was a pig made with my heart. Um, <laughs> Cooper Cup's in there. Yeah. Um, Stefan Diggs is probably in my top five. Got one more. I feel like I'm missing an easy one off the top of my head. JJ? Um, what was that? JJ? Justin Jefferson? Pro- yeah, probably Justin Jefferson. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I would go Justin Jefferson. He's probably Devontae Adams is one. I can do it off the top of my head, actually. Devontae Adams is one. I'm going to go... Cooper Cup three, Justin Jefferson two, mm. Stefan Diggs four, CD Lamb five. CD and that's just Lamb. because he's my guy. You no, know, CD was a heart pick. <laughs> Tron always talking noise about his football players saying, man, you guys don't never know how to do your top five. You know, you guys get political answers. I'm going to give you my top five, Tweezy. My top mm-hmm. five, and I'm going to do it in order rank. I'm going like, to have to say Devontae Adams is one. I'm going to have to say Cooper Cup is two, but close third is Justin Jefferson. Then I'm going to go Steph, Stephon Diggs at five. And I mean, at four and at five, I'm going to go Keenan Allen. I feel like oh, we have di- almost virtually the same list. I don't know. Yeah, why I, feel like, say, I don't know why you ain't say CD, but whatever. Yeah, Keenan Allen has been disrespected too long in the NFL. Like to me, the best route runner in the game under Devontae Adams and Justin <laughs> Jefferson are right there. But Keenan Allen has been doing it for a lot of years and, and doing it at a high clip, perennial pro bowler year in and year out. This is I Am Athlete. Tonight I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and Antoine Walker. And the Steph Curry disrespect has to come to an end. Now, former NBA guard Mike James, who was playing in the EuroLeague, listed his top five current players in the NBA on the Players' Choice podcast. He's well, playing in the what league? The Euro League. Okay, just wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Okay, and he ahead. left Curry off of this list and said this about Steph Curry. I just think the way because I do my top five off of like obviously you got to perform and kill and all that. That's number one. 
But then, like, I got to look at your game and just how you do it. And Steph, like, how he plays and how he gets stuff off, just it's just kind of one-dimensional at times, if that makes sense. Like, like From what Steve Kerr draws up? Yeah, basically. Like, he's just not – he's not the primary ball handler a lot. Right. And for a point guard, that kind of bothers me. But he does score off the dribbles. So, I mean, he's a superstar, so this is like – I mean – when you're picking your top five, you're kind of just picking it. You're drawing the straws at this point. Like, you're just kind of nitpicking. I think those other five can do whatever they want to do on any team in the world right now. If we put Luka, Embiid, Bron, KD, and Giannis on any team in the world, they're going to be whoever they, who they're going to be who they are right there as soon as you put them in there. I just don't, I don't, I don't know about that for Steph. I think it's, it's a little murky for Steph. He's still going to kill. He's still gonna be Steph, but I just don't. I think he maximizes him system. at that at that team. Now, Mike James, it sounded like there was a little hate in your heart. Now, his top five players were Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Luka Doncic. Now, Mike LeBron James. <laughs> now, Mike James, for whatever reason, has been long critical of Steph Curry. He once claimed that Devin Booker was actually more skilled than Curry. Now, of course, of course, Steph Curry got wind of James's comments, and then Steph Curry's fashion decided to be petty about it while doing an interview talking about playing uh, campers at his camp in a one-on-one game. This is what Steph Curry said. Uh, one-on-one versus you and any of the campers here, what does that look like? <laughs> oh, it's all bad for them. All bad for them. Um, even as one-dimensional as I am. So I'm, I'm petty, though. <laughs> I'm so petty. <laughs> I'm so petty. Keep it going. I like that one a lot, though. Sorry. Now, Twan, you've been uh-huh. critical of Steph Curry, but does Mike James have an actual point? Is he one-dimensional? No, he's not one-dimensional. I'm, and I don't know Mike James to, to say what how he's thinking, but I understand when he makes the when you make a comment when you think about Steph the first thing you think about is is his obviously is his shooting, so that's why everybody you know holds their head on when they make their argument about Steph because of his ability to shoot the basketball. But he, obviously he does a ton of other things on the court um, that makes him great. Um, I don't know how he doesn't have him in his top five of, of players in the NBA. Um, my critical point of Steph is when we start talking about all time and you guys. <laughs> catapult you guys catapult him up past a, past some people but um it does sound like some hate in there um i look at steph as a guy you know he is a lord sis guy um he did make a valid point when he talked about he doesn't handle the basketball a lot of time but he does so many other things on the court that that are great uh, move without the ball um with him being on the court he allows other players to be great um because of the attention that he that he caused that makes you the a top player in this league when you get double teamed and triple teamed consistently and, you know, teams are devising whole game plans to stop you. So um, to say he's one dimensional is, uh, is the wrong thing to say. He just has a, he's the best shooter to play the game. He, his weapon is, is, is tough. It starts as soon as he cross half court. Um, mm. And that's what makes him special. This first time we, we've seen that. Um, but top five, he should definitely be in any, anybody's top five of current players playing right now in the league. He's he's uh, what, what number you want to have him at? That's up to you. But he should definitely be in the top five. Ashley, what do you, what's up with all this this stuff? Hey, where do you think it comes from? I'm just laughing because it's like what Chris Brown say in that song. How you gonna hate from outside the club? You can't even oh, get in. Like you're throwing shade at Steph Curry. <laughs> 
who has four rings, a finals MVP, is the greatest all-time shooter mm. from the EuroLeague? Are you, are you for real? <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, the, my, my thing is, is like, I don't think that Steph Curry should be, you know, um, free from criticism. There's definitely critiques to his game. I can't sit here and say he has the perfect game. But to not have him in your top five with all of that he's accomplished and what he possibly can continue to, what he has left to accomplish, this is not somebody who's like on the tail end of their career. The Warriors could very much repeat. Like Steph Curry could very much win another ring, another finals MVP. Like, did you not watch him in the finals? My thing is, is like if he came off like a terrible performance and the, and the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead and Steph like was the reason they blew it. And he then I could be like, all right, like, yeah, it's a little bit of hateration. But I mean, look, he does kind of deserve it. But like the season he had, the postseason he had, the finals appearance he had. Like, just sit this one out, Mike, because you sound like you've been sipping on some haterade. That's all I'm saying. Like, uh, green let, is let not your color, homie. Wait a minute, Ash. You struggle with that top five receivers. So let me give you a chance to rebound. Give me your top. Your, give <laughs> me your top. That was that was a good list. It was just out of order. I have to put it in order. Yeah, you putting your favorites in and all that. That's I that's just too put much. My favorite, Ceedee Lamb. I'm a loyal chick, Antoine. Uh, what can uh, I tell you? Okay, okay. I, I have no problem with that. But give me your top five players. Real, it don't got to be in any order. Top five. Oh, it's easy. NBA uh, players. It goes: Katie, LeBron, Giannis, Steph, and probably Embiid. Mm. I like it. Not bad. I wouldn't put him. What's in yours, Tweezy? And I'm I'm borderline Embiid Luca. Like it's it, I I teeter it's back and forth depending on the Luka, season. Luca five, Steph four, KD three, LeBron two, Giannis one. Okay. No brainer. Yeah, I'm not mad at that because I go back and forth between Embiid and Luca all the time. So I'm not mad. That's why I got a question a for me. Oh, go it's ahead, like a split. Yeah. That's why I got a quick question for you though. In NBA hierarchy, who do you have yeah. ranked higher? KD or Steph? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to Steph. He's got uh, well, four. I am, actually, you don't understand but I never, how hard this man been going after Steph. So I am damn surprised he said that. <laughs> well, Why, Twana, Twana well, Steph hater? Uh, no. I'm, I'm a, he just said he don't, he don't, he don't affect guys, the game on both ends, so he don't like him. No, I think <laughs> the conversation goes, when you start talking about Steph being the top point guard that ever played a game, that's not true. He's not then the second part. Guard, well, see, there you go again. Okay, <laughs> he's. We'll we'll say he's the best positionist player to play the game. Then don't People say, will say LeBron is that. So you can't say that either. Yeah, but Matt, I just and then the the argument that I have with these guys consistently is when we're picking the top ten players of all time. And when I gave my list, and people, when you get these lists out, right now Steph hasn't broke that list yet. I don't have them in the top 10 yet. So they get all these guys are Steph lovers. So I understand, you know, why they want them in there. But, you know, Kate, I, I mean, for me, KD, I love KD. I think KD's an unbelievable talent. Um, but moves like he's doing now, and, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I obviously joined the team that was 73 and, 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 and nine was, mm-hmm. you know, th- that move doesn't, you know, some of these guys that are elite players that we talk about are, are guys that done it on Go the Go ahead own. and say it, Twan. It was a punk move. You're feeling around. Just say it. <laughs> Punk move. What? It, it, it was a it was a it was a non-competitive basketball move. I ain't gonna call him a punk move. <laughs> that's, that's, 
That was, that's the politically right, uh, correct yeah, I'm, saying, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it that way. But no, I, I got respect for Steph. What Steph is doing right now, and, and one thing Ashley says, go, he's still playing. So he only can go up from here. He only can go up. He ain't going back. His legacy is set, but it can actually improve. And if, you know, if that if it is a ranking of who's on that Mount Rushmore, you know, as he continues to play, get another title. You're gonna start putting him in that that category with in that top ten category strong. He'll be he'll be in there strong. Well, that's I what I want to ask you real quick, Twan. If if he wins another title, do you move him in your top ten finally? May have to. I may have to. Hey, it's a question mark. You have to. It's a question mark still. It's still a I got to think about who I want to take out. I mean, I'm not taking Mike out. I'm not taking Kobe out. No, that's top five. You're talking about about all time. time. I'm not taking Kareem out. I'm not taking Bird out. I agree. I think if Steph wins another ring. That might be the one I could possibly. We could wrestle with that one. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm in agreement there. I feel like, and I've said this before. I think Steph right now has solidified his position in the top ten. I think he wins another one. He slides closer to top five, but I don't think he can ever crack top five. And that's no knock on Steph Curry. That's no knock on his accomplishments of past, present, and future. You're just talking about like the creme de la creme, the guys who inspired Steph and this. I mean, it's just hard to crack that top five. And, and then you got also too, and not to take, you know, two of those titles. Um, I mean, two out of the four of those titles. Torn. Well, oh, Kevin torn. Durant was the Kevin Durant was Finals MVP. He was the best LeBron player. LeBron joined Chris Bosh and D Wade. Man, are we really doing this? He, he never joined him. He joined D Wade. Chris Bosh signed after him. Oh, no, my that, God. They talked together. It. You knew what it was. Yeah, I mean, whatever. whatever. However you want to put it. <laughs> I'm just saying, KD went there. Them boys was already set. He went there and played with a team that was 73 and 9. Yeah. What, was Miami, what was Miami record when, when, when LeBron? They was a playoff team. What was their record? No, they weren't, they, a, were. they weren't a they playoff were. team pre-LeBron. Like, after Wade, and after, Shaq, and Wade, well, after Wade and Shaq. After Wade and Shaq won that title. Miami went to the dark ages for a little while. It wasn't until Braun and Bosch and that big three was formed that they re- like they were a bottom bottom tier. We team. Left. Like, they they broke it. Yeah, they broke our team up. They broke started, the team up. They were in the rebuilding uh, era. Oh seven was that? Oh seven, and, right? And once yeah. they, yeah, and once they got rid of Shaq, it kind of went. Um, but I could have, if I remember, I could have swore D Wade still had them in the, like the six, seven seed in the playoffs. They was they were low seed because he had yeah they were in the playoffs. He had yeah. Sean Marion, Jermaine O'Neal. They had yeah. like they were okay, they, but yeah. they wasn't they was not they wasn't go to stage by any means. One hundred percent. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> I am athlete tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I am athlete tonight with a five star rating and by leaving a review that's a big deal guys stop being lazy pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast want more catch the full two hours of i am athlete tonight weekdays at 7 p.m eastern on mad dog sports radio sirius xm channel 82 go to siriusxm.com backslash iaa tonight trial to start your free trial today Sirius XM Podcasts.
NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hey there, I'm Brad. I'm about to win the Tuesday Night Bowling League Championship. I'm also a highway worker for the Ohio Department of Transportation. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can bowl the winning strike with my buddies. Remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. 